Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I'm the co-founder of Ignite DA and so glad today to be joined uh, by a dear friend of mine, Samir Basin. Hey Samir, how are you? Good morning. Uh, fantastic. How are you? I am great. We're yeah. sitting here at ADA SmileCon 2022 in Houston. Uh, very glad to actually be able to look at you whenever we do this podcast. Uh, it's a great thing, man. I know. It's, it's a nice change to, uh, to be in person. Well, I know who you are. I know the amazing company Care Credit is, but I want you just to give a little background on yourself, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Um, so I've been with Care Credit now for 16, a little over 16 years. Uh, what I get to do is to work with experts in the profession, the consultants, the, 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 the influencers, the, the educators. So we take those ideas, I can take it to the team so they can share that with their dental offices or their uh, specialty offices. But of course, since we are in dentistry, primarily that's our ma major focus. Uh, major focus for me, so I guess that's all that counts, whatever is <laughs> important to me. <laughs> exactly. um, so yeah, so I get to do that. And, um, and like I said, we've been, I've been with Care Credit 16 and a half years. Care Credit's been around for 35. This is actually their 35th year. Nice. So Happy anniversary to them. That's amen. awesome. Amen, yeah. Tell you, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, we have a mutual friend in Teresa Duncan. Oh, and yes. Teresa and I just did a podcast a few weeks ago. Uh, you all can flash back in our archives and listen to it about the importance of the cross-trained dental assistant. And one of the things that I wanted to get your opinion on, because yeah. I know Care Credit works so actively with patient relationships and patient financing, what are what are you all seeing as far as those assistants who maybe come up to the front and those relationships that happen around money? Yeah. Well, where we see it and why we feel it's important, the cross-training part of it, is it's about patient experience. Mm -hmm. right? it's, it's where the patients feel the value of the treatment that's been presented. So what happens, what I ended up seeing a lot of the time coming up my way when I was a rep and then led a team, was when they go from being an assistant to now handling treatment presentations, right. the challenge was they were doing assisting so they're comfortable having clinical conversation. Mm -hmm. Now talking about money is very different and talking about treatment planning is very different. So what we were watching was they would spend so much time in the clinical aspect of it, which the patient has no idea what an MO or a DO or or right. any of that means, right? So, so I felt like it was almost a, a miss on our end. Because okay. if they are going to be having that conversation, let's make them comfortable, let's give them the tools and the resources to have that conversation confidently. Yeah. Where they feel like they're not quote unquote selling anything, but they're actually doing the what thing they did in the back was educating that patient. So it, it's... It, I always say, why not utilize the tools and the resources? And we have so many of them. So many of them that I, I still, after so many years of being with the company, I have offices who are surprised, like, how long have you had that tool? Mm -hmm. Like 12 years, 15 years? <laughs> so, so I think that's where it's kind of important is, is from a leadership standpoint, which kind of goes back to the doctor and the owner, yeah. is, is set them for success. Okay. Giving somebody a responsibility and assuming, saying like, live and learn it's it's only treatment planning it's only treatment presentation it's not that important i beg to differ you know clinical skills are important that's half the equation but patient saying yes is the other half and the other half that kind of comes is is how can i how can you help me 
and do you have options for me? Yeah. But having that upfront conversation is, I think, where we uh, see is a huge opportunity. And, and I, I love that you talk about the training aspect of it, because one of the things that I've heard so much lately is that there are assistants training other assistants to do the job, and maybe it's not the best training, shall we say? Yeah. Where, where does the line go between how the dentist can help with some training on the financial side, and yeah. maybe a care credit rep or an industry rep helps with that as well? Where does that blend come? I think the biggest thing that would come that I highly recommend for any of our, our business owners is first does your team understand where is your, what is your stance on patient financing? Okay. What is your stance on financing, period? As a leader, are you comfortable offering that to the patient? Are you, as a leader, have you mentioned that to your team, that this is an important piece of why this treatment is important and it doesn't matter to me whether we are using, uh, offering them cash or credit card payments or care credit payments. The need is the dentistry to be done. So have you informed that to your patients, to your, to your team? I think that's, that's a big miscommunication on our end. Okay. So where can the doctors help is, is A, set that what their uh, framework is, what are they comfortable with? And then in that case, have your local rep and every practice that's out there has a rep assigned to them. All they want to do and all they like to do is to be there for your teams, is to be there for that patient, to help that conversation, to present those tools, to share the best practices. It's, it's not always about care credit. Mm -hmm. It's to share the best practices so that they can go back and, and once I'm sharing that information, you may have you know, a focus for aligners or a focus for something else. That's what our reps do. That's what they're good at doing. Yeah. And, and sharing knowledge of, of what we have gained from experts like you in the profession who we get to work with very closely. And, and I think one thing that I see is that money becomes an emotional conversation instead of a business conversation. And I know there are assistants out there who are nervous about even starting that conversation yeah. or continuing it for that matter. Yeah. Is, is that something that you see as a, a learned confidence or are you kind of born with it or both? I'm curious. Oh, God. Uh, that's a good one. So I am I'm going through the Rolodex and, and people in my <laughs> mind over the years. Um, so it's a little bit of both. Okay. You know, yes, there is something to be said for someone who is comfortable, who grew up with having to spend a certain dollar amount and is not, not, doesn't think twice about it. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it, it is very much a, a coachable, learned uh, trait. Uh, we can help you with that. The biggest thing is, I think when it comes to that conversation, is separating yourself from, from that, getting that patient the option. Okay. Separating yourself from that, I don't want to figure out what you can and cannot afford. I don't want to be the person to make that decision. I don't want to be that person to, to uh, you know, have that crystal ball to, to know what is you're comfortable with. Once you can separate yourself and keep it as you're a patient, you need help. Mm -hmm. We have expertise in this office. We have clinical expertise in this office. Yeah. And next step is the financial. If you keep it just that way, that's what I think is, is separating yourself. And, and we are, you know, as human beings, we are empaths and we are sympathetic people. But 
it's a baby step. I mean, if you're willing to learn, just like anything else, it's a it's a learned. Uh, you can easily get to a point where you feel comfortable. The part that I think, personally, for me, in my opinion, the hardest part is how do I present it? What do I say without yeah. sounding like I am either trying to assess your financial situation yeah. um, or? No, I definitely want to apologize for the treatment that's been presented because that is the truth. It's because they don't know how to present it, how to, how to verbalize it. Mm -hmm. And that's where we come in. That's where we come in and do well. And, and I've always been such a believer that dental assistants are not only the champion for the patient, but also that they have so many resources in the industry that maybe we don't take advantage of. Those sales reps who come into the practice from you know, a Patterson or somebody like that, as yeah. well as the care credit reps. And, and with dental assistants, I'll actually even take them where they are so nicely set is as, as from a position standpoint, because, you know, a patient, when they look at the dentist, they're thinking, you probably want to drive that next Mercedes model. So Absolutely. you are going to, you're recommending this $5,000 treatment. They look at the, possibly the, the, your front admin team who is collecting I think, well, you were hired to collect, so, but assistants and hygienists, but assistants, they are in that sweet spot. They truly, A, spend a lot more time than most of the, of the, the team mm -hmm. with the patient. They have that, that connection with the patient, and they are in a, in a great place to actually help and walk that patient through of, listen, I know it sounds overwhelming. I know it's a lot of work, but what I do know is he or my doctor is very, very efficient in doing it and doing it the way you want it to make you healthy. But I also have the team in the front who's going to make sure that we it fits in your budget and you can it fits in your life as well. So. And, you know, and one thing that I just want to really put a pin in is the the fact how much trust there is with the dental assistant. I yep. think in the patient's eyes because yeah. you're right. You know, I've seen it. You've seen it. The patient or the you know. The doctor walks out of the room. The patient asks, "What do you what think?" Do you think? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that that's where we've got to not only make sure that our assistants are clinically trained, but confident as well with that conversation, as well as if a how much does it cost? If that's not their answer, yeah, then where can what's the handoff look like to get them to that point? That's a great point because you know, especially as an assistant, we don't want you to be the expert in all the details of patient financing. But where you can help them is, hey, Kevin, you know, I totally understand. I can understand that it's, it's probably overwhelming. But what I want you to understand is where it's not something new to our practice. Mm -hmm. What I know is John or Mary at the front, they are experts. They will make sure that they file your benefits. They will make sure that you're, you have options of if it's monthly payment is comfortable for you. Whatever that is. That's what they are very, very good at. So let's do this. When I take you to the front, I will make sure that they go over that option with you. It, it's just a simple, I don't need to, I just need to plant a nice seed with yeah. the patient and kind of help their nerves calm down that there is an option. I, we are not expecting you to, we did not expect you to come in with three or $5,000 in your pocket and have to pay. I totally understand it. That's what me saying it. But from, a, from an assistant standpoint, just a simple handoff. And that's what's kind of key is sometimes, at least what I've seen, patients are uncomfortable asking for, is there another option? You yeah. just told me, you know, my insurance doesn't cover 
much or my out-of-pocket now is $3,500 out of $5,000 treatment and you want check, credit card or cash. So very few of them will say, do you have any other options? Because it's, it's again, if it's uncomfortable for the assistant or the treatment planner to talk about money, it's just as uncomfortable for the patient to ask for help as well. Yeah. But what they can do is when the assistant does that handoff, they can say, hey, Mary, you know, I was talking to Kevin, the treatment plan, and I mentioned that we have options of how they can pay over the period of time. Nice. Can you make sure that we discuss that? Again, simple handoff. Yeah, and, and I know so many practices practice the handoff, yeah. and, I, and I think that that's got to be part of that is not just about making sure the next appointment is made, but also making sure for this appointment that, A, money's collected, mm -hmm. and B, that there are options if, if that patient can't afford what was just presented to them. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one thing you and I have talked about several times is I, I know that we as humans often judge people, the book by the cover, yeah. you know, and we think, yeah. oh, they don't need the help. They won't, you know, and, and, but I think that we've got to get past that and make sure that we are offering patient financing to everybody in the practice. Yeah. I mean, is, is, is that something that is, is that too broad of a brush to paint is saying everybody's a candidate for it or? Well, let's just step outside of dentistry for a quick second and walk into a furniture store or a electronic store okay. or at this point in time, even some of the open houses that I've been to since we've been building for the last few years, <laughs> everything is the patients. And I've always said that people don't buy houses, they buy mortgage payments. They don't buy cars, they buy car payments. So would painting everybody with one brush it's not so much so like uh, I'm just going to make it. It's, it's about consistency. Okay. It's about consistency and it's about being upfront. Because think about any process in your office. The ones you do really, really well are the ones you keep the consistent process every single time. It's when I have to pick and choose is when the hesitancy comes into play. So if I was to present a treatment option and financials to you and I say, Kevin, your investment today is $5,000. Your benefit should cover 1500 Your portion is 3500 We take check, credit card, or cash. If you do offer cash, courtesy, mention that to them. Mm -hmm. Or a lot of our patients like to pay over the period of time. If that's the case, we can do it for $120 a month or $90 a month. What works best for you? That sounds pretty simple I to me. I didn't have to talk about care credit. I, I am giving you all the options because where... Once you're upfront, once you're consistent, you will be amazed as to how that conversation opens up. If the patient says, oh, gosh, I need my, my loyalty points on my credit card, so I'll put it on my credit card. That's great. Sure. Or they may say, you know, what do you mean $120 a month? Now it, we know. It piques the interest and it, gets the conversation going. And it keeps me as a presenter from having to constantly try to figure out what can you afford? How would you like to pay? Oh, but wait, you know. It's, <laughs> it's, you want to stay away from that. As it is, they're overwhelmed. You know, and I know you and I have talked off, off air about, you know, my, my mom uh, took advantage of care credit, and, but, but she didn't even know, despite my relationship with the company and everything else, she didn't even yeah. know that care credit existed until yeah. somebody in that dental practice said, oh, we have an option here. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, my gosh. And, and it was just funny to me to, that people still don't know that there are other options, and, I, and I'm real thankful that that was presented to her. That's by the dental assistant. Yeah, and you know, and I think partly it's I can see that, and I want to give our teams benefit of the doubt. There is, it, they are afraid. Will they offend someone yeah. uh, by offering financing? They are afraid. Will will the patient get approved if they were to offer? 
So that's where, again, kind of going back to resources that are available to them. Now we actually have resources where the teams would know before the patient even comes into the practice, will the patient get approved by care credit for financing without running their credit? So now it helps ease that burden mm -hmm. of saying, okay, well, at least now we know we have an option. I don't have to worry, will he or she get approved or not? Now I can be more confident in offering that as an option, if that's the case. But every single time, the more you keep it consistent, the more you keep it upfront, it's the magic happens. And that's, and that's a good thing. And I want to make sure that our assistants know where these options are available or where these resources, I should say, are available. So where can they go? How's the first step? So if they don't know where to go, the first step would be to contact your rep. Okay. Have them come out, your do a training, do a lunch and learn. It's all complimentary to them anyway. If you do, if you can go, when you log in, you will see it right under applications. You will see quick screen, or if you have some services like Revenue Well or Open Dental or Denicon, you can actually do batch quick screens. So those are the resources and tools available. Same thing with payment options form, right on the main screen when you log in. And if all else fails, you don't know who your rep is and you don't have the login information, you can always go to carecredit.com forward slash partner portal slash contact us. And, and we will contact you. You know, one of the things that I've, I've loved about working with you and, and Care Credit is I know that you all have, you have a heart for dental assistance. Yes. And you, you know the important role that they play. So yes. I appreciate you coming on today and talking about maybe a not so easy topic no, when it comes to money. You know? it, it, it is not. It is not. And, and that's why it's hats off to you. It's a, it's a team approach, right? It's not just the front office or back office. It's not just the clinical or the admin team. It is for a patient experience you all have to be singing the same and assistants are such key players in it. It's, it's the, the, the continuity of that conversation, it's the continuity of that message. So, so I'm glad to have shared, hopefully they get something out of it. <laughs> um, I'm sure so. they did. Samir, my friend, thank you so much, I appreciate it. My pleasure, thank you. And thanks to all of you who listened to this episode, we appreciate you, dental assistants, you all rock. You know that we believe that and we are glad to bring on people who have resources to help you have a better day, better career ahead. So until the next time, Kevin Henry, co-founder of Ignite DA, signing off and as always reminding you that together we rise.